Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Hahn, and this is the 33rd episode of Guided Self-Healing, Fearless Living. And uh, this episode is called Spontaneous Healing, and what I would like to do here is read and share with you the first part of the foreword to our book, which was written by Anne-Marie Chason, and she is uh, the director of the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine. And uh, we were very fortunate to have Anne-Marie Anne write this for us. So I wanna read it to you and then reflect on it. So here's what she says. The first time I saw a spontaneous remission of a serious disease, it rocked my view of modern medicine. As a physician who has seen multiple unexplained healings and witnessed remarkable before and after stories, my mission is to learn more about how to assist with these occurrences. Can we determine what dynamics are facilitating and encouraging the unexpected regression of a disease or illness? Why not use these principles with everyone? While dramatic healings may be rare, these concepts can help to lessen the suffering and the burden of disease for many. In the book, The One-Hour Miracle, Dr. Andrew Hahn and Joan Beckett make a huge claim. A one-hour miracle? Hahn and Beckett are delving into mechanisms that stimulate the body's innate ability to self-heal. If it feels too new age or too large of a claim, one only needs to look at the placebo effect. While often discounted by medicine, the placebo effect is a testament to the fact that at least 30% of all healing and cure comes from self-healing mechanisms involving the body and mind. Further, look at the Institute of Noetic Sciences. They have documented over 2,000 cases of unexplained remissions globally with thorough examinations of the circumstances and the medical charts of each case. The origins of illness and disease is multifactorial and we do not fully understand it. Each traditional paradigm of medicine has different underpinnings of health and illness. Put simply, traditional Chinese medicine attributes many illnesses to the individual organs being in disharmony or out of balance. In the Hawaiian tradition, illness may be a sign that the ancestors from the previous generations contributing to the soul and body of the patient are not in harmony or not, quote unquote, getting along with in the person. Hippocrates described illness as an imbalance of the four humors or fluids in the body. Imbalance is initiated or caused by something, and Hahn and Beckett are going after this aspect of healing. What is the incident that caused the imbalance? The division between the mind and body was initiated by the writings of the philosopher Descartes. We have learned to use this reductionism in medicism. I'm often asked, is this an energy illness or a physical illness? Or should I address the dietary change first or the trauma that led to the depression first? Prior to our current one cause, one cure medical model, every tradition understood that the wholeness of body and mind were important for healing. Further, we, are, we all intuitively know that the mind and body work synergistically. In fact, more and more evidence for the effect the mind exerts on the body and the body exerts on the mind is flourishing in the medical literature, especially with regard to mental health and chronic pain. Hahn and, Beckett work, <coughs> Hahn and Beckett's work involves both mind and body and at the same time.
So it involves both mind and body at the same time, the long awaited and instead of or. Mind and body united and addressed in a, in a, in a healing modality. What Han and Beckett bring to us is a healing model based on trauma as the incident that initiated the imbalance for the illness. The body can somatically carry our history and personal story the same way that memories work in the mind. This includes trauma in this life, as well as the trauma an individual may carry historically, genetically, or karmically, if that fits your belief system. On another note, belief in this model is not required for healing to occur. To occur. The technique works its magic on its own as it unites one's conscious and unconscious processes to eliminate something deeper. As an integrative medicine physician, the way I vet new healing techniques I am exploring is the following. Is it effective? Yes, the authors bring us many stories of healing, both spontaneous, one-hour miracles, as well as those that heal over time. Next, does it cause harm? This simple technique does not cause harm. We're not adding chemicals into the body or removing organs or nerves. And if <clears throat> too much vulnerability or fear occurs, the client can shut the process down. Next, I look to see if the modality has biologic plausibility. This technique does not have does have this technique does have biologic plausibility directly through the mind-body connection. And finally, I want to know if a healing technique can be shared and taught for others to perform. Han and Beckett do this remarkably well. They share how to use life-centered therapy, their body full, body full hypnotic technique for innate healing for anyone who has the desire to learn it. Anyone can learn this, so why not learn it? So I want to, again, thank Anna Marie for that wonderful, wonderful part of her forward. And I did want to make some comments about it. The first is that many problems that look like they have physical causes only, when we look more deeply into them, we can see that they in fact are energetic. And what does energetic here mean? It means that there is something that is being remembered and that unconsciously we co-create the conditions that allow for this. Even if it looks like the conditions are what we might call accidents of fate. And in the first story we tell in the book, there's a remarkable example of this, which does have to do of course with uh, chronic physical pain. And a woman came uh, to one of our demonstrations and she had had a very bad accident seven years prior. And briefly put, the accident was that she had been knocked over by a wave and had fallen on a rock and it really hurt her, bad, her back very badly to such a degree that when she was, you know, she was told that it was like you know, the, the reaction you would have from a bad car accident. But this was seven years later and uh, theoretically her doctors didn't think that her pain should have persisted, but it never went away for seven years. So she was certain that the cause of her physical pain was in fact the accident. And when we did our uh, sort of diagnostic system to determine 
if the accident was the cause and it was the what was going on was some kind of physical injury and nerve damage uh our diagnostic system through muscle testing said that was not the case that it was energetic which means that her chronic pain that she was attributing solely to the accident was in fact uh remembering of a trauma and when she went in to discover what this trauma was she discovered that in fact it had occurred 2000 years ago however you want to understand that whether you believe that it is uh, a reincarnated past life or an imaginal story or a mythological story or like play therapy it doesn't really matter as as Emily said but nonetheless she found that and when she focused on her back pain and betrayal which we discovered was the core theme of this story which you can read about in the book um, she focused on her back pain and suddenly she experienced herself and saw herself as a Roman general in a desert about 2000 years ago and uh, she had agreed with the general who was leading the other army that they would fight each other and that the winner would have the other side's troops all be prisoners and slaves of theirs so this general who was a man even though the client was a woman uh went back to her troops and said i'm going to fight this other general and i've got this and um sort of they these two generals fought and the woman was a little bit nonchalant because she was sort of like pretty certain of what was going to happen that she was going to win or he was going to win and uh, wasn't careful enough and the other general mocked her over and uh when she he as this general who was a she was trying to get up uh her words were that she got knocked down by a wave of sand and when she was trying to get back up again uh she he saw the general the other general behind the him and was about to stab him in the back with a sword and his final thought was that he had not really been responsible enough for his the people who he was responsible for and um, uh, we healed that in a way that we'll describe in the book um, and it had to do with uh, kind of making amends to uh, the soldiers and completing a death process. So, and we did do that, and um, the unconscious guilt just resolved in about 20 minutes. And the interesting thing is, of course, that when that happened, this woman who said that she could not sit for more than a few minutes sat down after the session where she was standing, and she ended up sitting for well over an hour talking about her experience and listening to other people. And that was when she realized that, of course, it was stunning to her because she said, I can't sit this long. And if I did, I'd be in excruciating pain. But she said she felt no pain. And in fact, her pain went away and never came back. But here's the story she told us about the quote unquote accident that happened on a beach seven years ago. So she's there with a bunch of other mothers and it's her turn to be responsible for kids who are out swimming in the ocean. And she wasn't paying enough attention. And uh, she looks out and she sees that one of the kids looks like he's in trouble. She races into the ocean and she gets knocked over by a wave 
and hits her back on a rock and she has to get dragged out of the ocean. The kids are fine and uh, then gets taken to the hospital. And what became clear is that the accident, the quote unquote accident was pretty closely uh, a replication, a remembering or a reliving of what had happened 2000 years ago to the point of being too nonchalant for people that she was uh, responsible for, to uh, being knocked over when she was trying to save them and being knocked over by a wave in both cases. It was really quite remarkable. There were a lot of other similarities too. And what we find is that unconsciously without being aware of it, we co-create situations as a way to remember and heal. But of course, from our point of view, they just look like they are accidents of fate. But from a whole other point of view, you could say that they're kind of a destiny that is really giving us an opportunity to work out and master what we couldn't master throughout lifetimes. And of course, the way to master it is to be in a different relationship with the story. So um, Anna Marie talks about chronic pain and how that can be something that we're certain, you know, has to do with something physical, but it may not be. Then she talks about mental health. And of course, we have a couple of stories of mental health where uh, there was a fairly certain idea that it was biological depression. And the most interesting of those stories, of course, was one that involved chronic pain and biological depression. And what you find is that a woman who had had uh, whiplash in her neck and had chronic pain in her neck and had biological depression, and both of those that they thought was purely physical turned out to be energetic. And if we listen to the way that she describes her depression, right? She says, I feel weighed down. I feel helpless. I feel hopeless. I can't move and nothing can help me. And in fact, we tend to think of listening to these things metaphorically, but if we listen to it literally, you could say, I'm in this story where I'm weighed down, I'm helpless, I'm hopeless, I can't move, and nothing can help me. No matter how much I try, nothing can help me. And in fact, that was her story. Um, and uh, her chronic pain was unfolded in the story too, because when we had her focus on a an incompleted death, she had this extremely bad pain in her neck. And when she focused on the pain in the neck, what she started to do was violently wrenching her neck from side to side because she was not visual, she was kinesthetic. And then she says, oh my God, there's a guillotine coming down on my head. And of course she was weighed down. She was helpless, she was hopeless. The only thing she could move was her neck. And she had this profound sense, of course, that nothing she could do could possibly make a difference because nothing she could do could make a difference. So we're always sharing our stories and everything literally is part of the process, you know? So, and of course, when we healed that story, her depression went away in one session and did not come back as far as I know, because I saw her a year later at the same conference and she told me it hadn't come back. And that was also true of her neck pain. So, um, what we need to know, of course, is that there's a mind-body field and we are, without awareness, creating opportunity after opportunity 
to master what we couldn't handle and integrate in the first place. And Anna Maria says like, you know, that the body is like the mind and, you know, the mind remembers, but so does the body. And in fact, what you can understand is the body really is a record of everything that has ever happened, is happening and potentially could happen. That's what the body is. It's called an Akashic record. And every sensation is a story, is a literal narrative story. So, and any discomfort is a narrative story of something that was a trauma that we couldn't handle. It was either a physical trauma, so our body couldn't handle it. But often things that looked like they were physical traumas, in fact, were the remembering of literal narratives that play out in the physical, because that's the way that life helps us to remember. And uh, she says, it's, you don't have to believe this. You know, people talk about, do you have to believe this in order for it to work? And the answer, as far as I can tell, is your belief makes no difference. In any way, you know, we believe in this world of ours, if we're into the law of attraction, that our beliefs create reality. And on one soul level, that's true. Our beliefs do create reality. So you could say our, our soul level, our beliefs, that woman's belief that, you know, um, she would get knocked over by a wave and hurt her back, created the reality that she got knocked over by a wave and hurt her back. So on that level, it's true that beliefs create reality or co-create reality. But on another level, it's not true that beliefs create reality. So someone could say this work doesn't work. But if they get into it, whether they believe it will work or not, it works. And one of the best examples of that was, I had a woman who came to me and was very rational and told me that she was there over her dead body, so to speak, which was a clue about actually what was going on. But a friend of hers had worked with me and had great success. So she thought that what I was doing was crazy, but she said, I'm desperate because I will be in a major depression. She could feel herself going into it. She said, I'll be in bed for months and medication hasn't helped me and I'm desperate. So I'm trying this, but she didn't believe in it for one second. She thought it was a fraud. But when we took care of this belief of over my dead body in a betrayal story, her depression cleared up and never, it never came back. And she didn't believe this stuff. And I love skeptics because if you have a skeptic and they get a result, they are really you know, stunned. But if you have a true believer, they are expecting a result. And of course, I'm human, we all make mistakes, and then they, you know, you fall very far off of a pedestal. So there you go. So belief is not only not required, it's all you have to do is show up. And the last thing she says is, is this work teachable? And I would say anyone who has an open mind and an open heart can learn this work. It's not very difficult because the core of it is so simple to describe, right? Anything that you suffer about is simply something that couldn't be taken in stride and integrated. And all healing is, is mastering that which can't be taken in stride. And how do you do it? When there's something that can't be handled in that moment, a sensation is born. It has a life of its own. And its name is the name of the sensation until it tells you its name is a Roman general or whatever it is. But until then, its name is tight throat or sick to stomach or heart beating fast or whatever. And it's come to share its story. <clears throat> and all you have to do is choose to become the sensation like an actor becoming, you know, uh, enrolling themselves in a part. And then you 
identify no longer with the part and think you are that part that you're playing, right? The role you're playing, but you then identify with the chooser. Um, and you realize that even though you're in a role, you'll come back to being who you are. And it's the same thing with this healing work. You know, if you choose to become the body sensation, you become the chooser who is bearing witness and holding the one who's traumatized, you no longer unconsciously identify with it. Now, when I say this is easy is I tell this story. I really like this story because in one of our trainings, we had it at this woman's house and her daughter was there for the weekend and her daughter was a 17 year old high school senior. And uh, so she did the first weekend because anyone can do the first weekend of our training as long as you are open-minded and open-hearted. And she got paired to do, you know, to practice with a woman who was in her late forties and was a mental health, a licensed mental health person and a senior healer. And this woman looked at us and said, sort of like, you're sending me off with her. I mean, like, really? And of course we had checked and it said, yes, that we were to send her off with this 17 year old girl and, you know a couple hours she comes back later and she says this was the most powerful healing i'd ever had because it had never occurred to her to bring all her awareness to a body sensation and let it share as opposed to her talking about what was going on so she would talk about things but once you become the body sensation it's you're really asking person who's got the problem, what the problem is, and letting it share. And it had never occurred to her that her story could have taken place in a past life, however you want to understand that. So she had done all this work, but she had, you know, done it by thinking she was the client and it was in this lifetime. So she said she got the most powerful results she'd ever got with this 17-year-old girl. The 17-year-old girl said, like, you know, well, I can follow a protocol, which is all she had to do. And that was the second day of the first weekend of our training. So it's eminently learnable um, by anyone. And certainly you can learn it. And certainly you can do it with yourself. And you can even learn it well enough that you can do it with your friends or your family. And if you want to, you can train in it and become you know, really good at it and qualify yourself. And then you can do it with anybody. So I want to again thank Anna Marie for Anne-Marie, you know, you wrote this is beautiful, beautiful forward. And I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Again, my name is Andy Hahn. And if you want to reach me and have any reflections on this, you can easily do it. My email address is ahan, A-H-A-H-N, at lifecenteredtherapy.com. And of course, our website is lifecenteredtherapy.com, where you can do anything you want about our work. So I hope to hear from you. I hope you'll explore it more and we can certainly, you know, train you or we can see you or whatever you need. We're here to support you. And of course, we always love to hear from you. So until we talk again, I will say good healing and good night. In my case, it's good night because it's uh, 11 p.m. on, uh, on what it is, what day it is, which is what happens when you finish your book, which by the way, we finished yesterday. So today's Tuesday because we finished it yesterday. And uh, so today's Tuesday, the last day of November. Be well.